Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to today's Success Coaching Radio. My name is Eric Reed, and I'm your host, and I am so glad you've been able to join us for this episode of Success Coaching Radio. Um, if you are new, let me take a moment and just welcome you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We gather here every Friday to just sort of deep dive into some principles about our success, about our business, about our mindset, and overall about our lives. As a success coach, I've learned that some people can devote 100% of their energy into really only establishing about maybe 10 or 20% of their life. And what I want to help you do is begin to explore living a fuller life, a more successful life, a life that not only includes your business, but your family and your faith and your spirituality and your personal health and your financial health. And so that's why we gather here every Friday afternoon on Success Coaching Radio and if you haven't joined me every weekday morning at 8 a.m. on Facebook Live, where we do just a mini success coaching live, um, I invite you to do that as well. We are currently in the middle of a uh, teaching on goals. And if you've missed the beginning of that teaching, don't panic. Why? Because Success Coaching You has the curriculum and has the information and you can catch up at any time. As a matter of fact, I'm a person who redoes, redoes, redoes. I don't know. I'll have to talk to my third grade teacher about that one. I do my goals over at least three or four times a year. Not that I lose focus on them, but as I begin to move towards them and begin to achieve them, I want to make sure that I'm checking in. I mean, it's sort of like setting the GPS and then not monitoring it. So I build three months, six month, nine month, one year, three year, five year and lifetime goals. And so I need to keep checking in. I need to keep reviewing them. I need to check my goals and check my rewards and stay focused. So that's why I keep the material up there on Success Coaching You. Now, some of you might be saying, well, how do I find Success Coaching You? Where is this mysterious Success Coaching You? Well, just go to the ericgree.com website and you'll find it from there. Just go to the top corner and you'll see it, Success Coaching You. So enough about all that. Let's get started in on today's lesson. And today's lesson is really, well, wait a minute. Oh, well, yeah, I guess we could start. Well, maybe we should wait a minute or two. Uh, well, what the heck? Let's go ahead and start. Yeah, having a little fun. Today's lesson is really about three simple ways to stop procrastinating and finish what you start. Now, we all, all have a habit of procrastinating. I don't care who you are. Procrastinating seems to be sort of a, a natural end result some days. And we as humans are busier now than we've ever been in the 6,000 billion trillion years of our recorded history. Yeah, we've got this technology thing that seems to be the problem solver, but the truth is it just adds more to our life. And with all of the rapid advancements and technologies and instant access and easy accessibility to things, you would think our lives would get in easier. Well, what it actually becomes sometimes is maybe more cluttered, more options, more choices that cause us to become pretty much frozen in where we're at. And that's a symptom of procrastination. It's not always the, I don't want to do it. It's, I don't want know what to do next. So what it is what all of this technology, what all of this access has done has really just made us busier. I often find myself texting and trying to, you know, cook dinner, talk to the kids, drive the car, you know, brush my teeth, comb my hair, all of that. It seems like 
if I set my phone down, my hand begins to tremor. Now, I've, I've learned how to discipline myself out of that, but I'm sure you have that same symptom. I mean, how often have you been in the middle of a Facebook conversation with somebody miles and miles away and the person right next to you is trying to get your attention? And we call ourselves busy, but really what we call ourselves sometimes is distracted from what's important. We become more and more unfocused, more and more overwhelmed, more and more stressed as we're pulled between the technology and the, the reality, the physical presence that we're living in. We've all experienced that moment where we, we're like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Well, just put down the phone. Just turn off the computer. Just stop, you know, the background noise of TV and all of the things that you have access to and focus in on what's right in front of you might help reduce that stress. But we were going to talk a bit about procrastination. And I wanted to share some ideas of really how to know what to do, what to focus on, and how to become insanely productive. First, we have to agree that we don't have all the answers. We have to accept that what we are in a daily process of learning to manage the challenges of life. And that over time, we will become better and better and more and more focused when we simply start to become clearer using these three simple ideas that will help you find that, 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 that stick to beat back procrastination, sort of speak, to become insanely productive, to get big things done and transform your life. Because what happens is so often we get so busy doing all of the little, 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 tiny, tiny, tiny things, and we go to bed exhausted, and yet we've made no direction into the success life we set out to achieve. We've not been able to push to the next place that we want. And yet we keep saying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. So the first thing I want you to do is really number one, remember your why. Now, how many times have we heard that word? But you've heard about willpower. The why and the willpower go together. And it comes down to overcoming procrastination is not always about your willpower, but your why power. And your why power is the most powerful weapon you have. And so what do I mean by why power? You know, that willpower is that, you know, we all, we all remember back in elementary school that that little engine that could, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Well, I want you to start changing that to why I want, why I will, why I should. Examples of why do you want to change that bad habit? What is on the other side of that bad habit? A healthier life, more mobility, more financial freedom, more time with your family, reduced anxiety. Why do you want to change the habit? Another example might be, why do you want to finish that report? Why do you want to write that book? Why do you want to climb that mountain? Why do you want to travel the world? Why do you want to start your business? If you can remember the why, then everything that's not connected to that why you want it to happen really becomes a distraction. It becomes one of those roadblocks that prevents us from taking action in the right direction. So why do I want to write that book? I want to be a best-selling author, okay? Why do you want to be a best-selling author? Because I want to share the wisdom and knowledge that I've gained from 20 years of doing this thing called business. Okay, why is that important to you? 
because I want to impact other entrepreneurs so that they can achieve a life, a life of success and financial freedom. Okay, okay. So when are you going to start? Well, as soon as I finish watching the football game. Wait a minute. I thought you said your why was you wanted to provide knowledge and resources to others to live a life of significance and success. How is this connected? If we can remember the why, then those things that pop up in our day, those things that become our distractions, those things that cause us to keep putting things off can be better reviewed. There's that intrinsic and extrinsic reason for doing what you've set yourself to do. Sometimes the motivation is what others will see, say, or benefit from. Sometimes it's how I will feel, what I will know about myself, what I will learn about myself, what I will, you know, that, that health, that happiness, that sense of completion. Sometimes it's financial freedom, time freedom, freedom from, from freedom of choice. So an example is, that if you feel that you have no choices in life, or I never get to do what I want to do, why not? Well, I don't have time. I got to go to work. Well, then why did you put another $100, $500, $1,000 on the credit card? Because by doing so, what you just said is, I'm going to trade today for three more days of work, four more days of work. Instead, say, wait a minute. If what I truly want is more time with my family, more freedom, more options, then how is the action that I'm taking right now going to create that? Ah, it is or isn't. So that procrastination is sometimes guided or is, is sometimes hidden behind the loss of understanding your why power. Understanding what the goal is in your life and then who and how you will become in the process will help you connect to that why. And it will get you up and out of bed in the morning. It will move you in the direction that you need to move because the why is leading you, not the willpower. You know, I often say, are you being pulled into it or pushed into it? And often my, my mother, bless her, used to have an expression that you can't push a rope. Now, I yes, it took me a while to understand it because I just would look at her and like, huh? But, you know, obviously when you try and push a rope, nothing happens. You fall flat on your face. I mean, there's nothing to push against. If somebody is trying to push you into your big why, if somebody is trying to push you into action, often it goes nowhere or it only goes somewhere for a little while. But if you're being pulled into it, like gravity pulling us back to the earth, you can't escape it. And that pulling is the why. The second thing I want you to think about is breaking it down. No matter what the task is before you, whether it's finishing an important report, writing a book, climbing a mountain, traveling the world, working on a new project, starting a business, losing weight, running a marathon, doing an Ironman, break it down into manageable pieces is the way to go. How much is manageable? Well, you know, that's truthfully completely up to you and the task before you. For me, as I'm writing a book, breaking it down to manageable pieces is as simple as writing one page a day and then every 10 pages reviewing and editing. That's pretty basic. Now, for somebody else that's maybe a more masterful writer, they may say a chapter a day. Okay, what's manageable to you? 
if running a marathon is one of your goals and running 5Ks is something you can do in your sleep, okay, so your manageability is different than mine. But understand we have to bring it down to manageable goals. And I talked about this on the uh, on Facebook Live and the Success Coaching Live the other day simply because so often we try and take up that big chunkiness. We think that we've got to have a big chunky thing. And in looking at that big chunky thing, we never feel like we have enough energy to get started on consuming it all, so we just don't. And the book, The Mat, Many Habits, suggests that you need to make it stupid small. In other words, it should be so small, it should be too small to fail. Stupid small. Now, I'll often say it like, okay, tell me it like I'm stupid. Like, bring it down to me like the basics. Like, I'm a, like, come on, bring it down to where I can see it. My mentor and friend, John Maxwell, often says, keep the cookies on the bottom shelf. Sometimes we need it stupid small. Because when we make it complicated and oversized and complex, we're really giving ourselves a place to let fear creep in, doubt to creep in, procrastination to creep in. Well, I can't start running because I said I needed to get this pair of tennis shoes, or I can't start writing because I need this piece of technology, or I can't start a business because I need this. You know what? Bring it down to that mini, simple, stupid, small habit. For example, if you have a goal of doing 50 push-ups a day, that's great. But why not start with one push-up every day for 50 days? Now, I was involved in a challenge very similar to this, and I'll tell you what happened. One push-up one day, one push-up one day. And about day three, day five, I was like, oh, this is stupid. If I'm going to be down here on the ground, I might as well do at least two or three push-ups. I mean, there's no point in just doing one. And then pretty soon, there's no point in just doing three or four. Let's go ahead and do five or ten. And before I know it, it had become so simple for me to just get started that the momentum of getting started drove me into a higher number of push-ups than I had originally planned. So if you have a goal of doing something like 50 push-ups, start with one a day. Just do one. If you want to work out 30 minutes every day, why not start with five minutes? I had a coaching client that was so difficult about getting to the gym. Literally, they had bought the best gym membership. All of the, I mean, they were set and ready. But they could not get their butt into the, the, the class that they had signed up for. And excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. So we finally made a challenge that they were going to go to the gym, touch the door, take a selfie, send it to me and go home. They didn't even have to cross the threshold. So the first day they drove to the gym and they followed the example and they were like, okay. Second day kind of got there and did the same thing. Called me on the second day and said, I feel really stupid. People are watching. I think I'm going to go into the gym. Well, guess what happened? They went into the gym. They walked around. They did some things. And by the end of the week, they were back involved in the gym. We kept it super stupid, or I'm sorry, stupid small. If your goal is to write a thousand words, start with a hundred, start with 10. I did a Facebook challenge. Somebody told me I had to do Facebook Live. I thought, I'll never get this done, never. I hate Facebook, I hate all, I mean, the whole idea of doing a Facebook Live just froze me. So I took a 30-day challenge. Now, well, don't challenge me, because I'll do all 30. Well, 30 became 31. Then I said, let's go for 100. And 100 became 101. And now I'm probably 200 plus. I don't know. I haven't lost. I don't track it because now it's part of my daily habit. 
But again, I started stupid small. If you want to read for an hour, read a book, or improve your life through reading or personal development, I have a goal that I read 20 minutes every day. 20 minutes. Now, amazingly, 20 minutes, yeah, 10, 15 pages. The average self-help book is less than, it's about 150 pages, 200 pages. So what does that mean? I'm clicking through a book about every two weeks. What does that mean? About two books a month. What does that mean? About 20 books a year plus or minus, I can tell you that there are people that haven't read 20 books in 20 years since they've left school. So don't worry about making it big and heroic and monstrous and dramatic that the world will watch. Like it says in many habits, make it stupid small. Make it too small to fail. Because the other thing that will happen is you'll gain success and you'll want to keep that feeling of success inside of you. It's that whole idea that when we do something small, our brain doesn't quantify big or small. It quantifies win or loss. And if it feels the win, all of those chemicals and endomorphins and everything start pumping through us. And guess what happens? We want more of it and we want more of it. And so we become addicted to the win. Or if we have too many losses, we begin to believe that that is our best state possible. So keep it small. Keep it too easy to fail. And trust me, you will succeed. You'll go past that. And the other amazing thing about stupid small is that it makes it increasingly easy, incredibly easy, almost impossibly easy to go from rest to motion. And what I mean is from going where you're at now to the direction you want to be approaching because you only have to take one small step. Now we're in the holiday spirit and we all know that old song, just put one foot in front of the other and pretty soon you'll be walking out the door. That's all I'm asking you to do. Now, number three, now if you don't remember, number one, we talked about remember the why. Number two, break it down, keep it simple. Number three, set yourself a deadline, but stick to a schedule. Okay, so here's what happens. When we set this deadline, we always sort of think, well, I've got this much time. It's kind of like somebody that's learning to drive. And if you're experiencing that with your teenagers, be blessed. Um, You see that stop sign 20, 30 feet off in the distance and you think, oh, I've got all this time before I have to apply the brakes. So you continue to go and go and go and then you slam on the brakes and then you start up again. Sometimes the same thing will happen with us when we set these goals, set these ideas, set these things in motion, is we'll set this deadline out in the future. And so there's nothing to really motivate us to get started because we've got all the time in the world. You know, it's a one-year goal and it's only January 1st. And by the end of the year, I want to be 20 pounds later. So I'll wait until December before I start working on it instead of working on it in, in, in January. That's one of the best I guess when you think of procrastination, it's not that you're not committed to the goal. You just set yourself a deadline that's so far off in the future that you have no desire to begin. You have no motivation. You have no reason to start. I mean, how many times have you procrastinated procrastinated on an important project and then worked your butt off like crazy the night before just to get it done? You suddenly found all of the energy in the world that you needed 
maybe with a few Red Bulls and a cup of coffee, but you got it done. Your brain knew what needed to be done. Your brain had the tools and technology and resources it needed to complete the task. You just knew that you had plenty of time to kick it into gear, so why begin? So here's the real secret. What research suggests is that we often give up too much to reach our goals by the initial deadline. So when we look at it, we'll say, oh, it's going to take me six months, eight months, nine months to accomplish it. And so we set this thing out in the distance, but we never set ourselves a schedule to achieve it. So if and instead you would approach it from what is my schedule, what am I going to implement into my daily life, my weekly life, my monthly and quarterly, et cetera, life, in order for me at some point in the future to arrive here. In practical terms, if you're writing this, stick to the schedule instead of stick to the goal. If you're going to become a marathon rider, what is your daily schedule, what, not the date of the race? If you're going to be a book writer, what is your daily writing schedule, not the cover of the book when it's sitting on the shelf? Yes, those are important goals. Those are important deadlines. But it is the exercise of doing the thing that gets it done, not in setting some far off distant, I'm going to have it done by. Now, I recently was listening to Simon Sinek, and I really love this concept that he said, that if the average age, and I think at the time he talked about it, was 80 years old. When we're sitting at 30, we think, okay, I've got 50 years to accomplish everything I want in my life. And when we're sitting at 40, we think we've got 40 years, and et cetera, and et cetera. Well, if you knew that your life expectancy was 80, and you're sitting at 30, then you would think, oh my gosh, I've only got 50 years left to finish this, 40 years left to finish this, 30 years left to finish this, 20 years left to finish this, 10 years left to finish this. Instead of perceiving that we have all of this time to get there, we could almost perceive that we're running out of time to get there, that each day we have one less day to get it done, one less week, one less month, one less year to get it done. So instead of celebrating what we put behind us on each birthday, what we've let go of. Again, the concept of having 80 years, and if you're at 50, you're past the halfway mark. Is this where you expect it to be? Is this what you want your halfway mark to look like? Well, guess what? You've got 30 years to get it finished. And pretty soon you'll have 29 and 28 and 27. It shifts the focus onto what is my schedule to arriving there on time, as opposed to when I get there, I want to look like this. Because we all know what happens. We wait until the last minute. And when we try and get there, we don't get there fully. We don't get there completely. We don't get there totally ready for it. So be consistent in your daily actions. Don't focus so much on the end result. Focus on the process and who you are becoming along the way. Because what matters is the journey, not the destination. I promise you, I've learned this and I've shared it and I've seen it with others. I worked with some very, very high-level Cs, C-corporate-level individuals and successful athletes and you know performers and people in the industry that I will see over and over again that will be like, man, 
yeah, I'm here, but I lost this along the way, or I wish I could go back and do this differently. And it's not that they regret their success, but what they regret is that they were so focused on arriving that they forgot the points along the way to remember it. Yes, the places you will go and the people you will meet are just as, as important as the place you will arrive. So as I said, the three things to really help you get unstuck, to kick procrastination, is to remember your why power. Why am I doing this? What do I want to achieve? Why do I want to achieve it? And then break it down. So we got why power. We got simple, too small to fail, stupid small, as we called it. And then the third thing is really schedule it to happen. We can't assume that everything that we want in life is just going to unfold because it's on our vision board because it doesn't work that way. We have to know what we're doing and do it every day to get what we want. You don't know, need to worry so much about tomorrow or the next day or what's going to happen at the end of the month. Take it one day at a time and handle successfully the task for the day to, best, to the best of your ability. Remember that it's less about one brave act or one big leap or one huge commitment you make at the first of the year. It's more about what you do every day. It's about the accumulation of, a, uh, of events and actions of those small things that you do on a consistent basis that build your legacy. Think about the future. It's as, as, as though that the future that's before you now the immediate where you stand is as good as the future that you fantasize in the far off land. Yes, I'm a daydreamer. You hand me a lottery ticket and I've already assumed I've won the jackpot and I can tell you what I'm going to do with it, how many schools, how many families I'm going to help, what I'm going to do for my parents, what I'm going to do for my siblings, what I'm going to do. I could spend a whole day lost in that daydream. But sometimes I need to come back to where I'm at now and look around and say what I have now is as important to what I want as, is as important as what I do want sometime in the future. Don't become so paralyzed by overthinking. How am I going to get there? Start focusing on where I'm at and what is the next best step along the journey to where I want to end up. Sometimes taking those seemingly insignificant steps today will make an entirely different future tomorrow. Every single second counts because every single second adds to the next and adds to the next and they become the minutes and the hours and the days and the years of our lives. And so when we're fully present in each of those, we live life more fully and that's the principle of success that I want you to understand is living life fully in the now. Every single minute counts because in the end, your minutes make up your life and successful minutes turn into successful days and turn to, into a successful life and build a legacy that you will pass on for generation and generation. So if you're feeling a little bit stuck, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, if your goals seem like they're not happening, maybe it's time we just slow down, take a breath, and remember, why am I doing this? 
how can I make this too small for me not to fail? And then what is the next action? What is my daily habit? What is my schedule going to look like so that I can achieve this? And it'll happen, I promise you. I'm living it. I have been blessed beyond blessed that I can think of because I learned these principles and I began to apply them over and over again in my life. And to this day, I'm not some master guru who has it all and can wake up and you know, chant the perfect chant and make life easy. But what I've learned over time is that when I'm out of harmony, it's because I'm trying to go too far in the future and leaving the present. So what I want you to do is just understand that you're right where you're supposed to be and you're moving in the direction you need. Use these three simple steps to help you get unstuck, get refocused, and get directed on where you want to end up. And join me on Monday through Friday on the Facebook to stay in this mindset and come back over and over again to Success Coaching Radio on Fridays and visit the Success Coaching You website so you can have some tools at hand. As a coach, it is my purpose and my passion to help guide you to a day of success because I know the successful days become weeks, become months, become lifetimes, become legacies. And that's what I want for each and every one of you. So thank you so much for joining me today on the Success Coaching Radio. I hope you found it of value. I'm going to ask you to share it out and invite others and download it so that we can continue to grow the community and grow the the sort of mindset that we're trying to feed into. And again, if I can be of help to you, just go to the Eric G. Reed, that's E-R-I-C-G-R-E-I-D.com website and connect through to me through that. And until we get together, Next Friday for another episode of Success Coaching Radio. Thank you so much and go out and live with success. Bye-bye.